0: Welcome to the Porsche Club Insider, your one stop for all things Porsche and PCA.
1: Here's your host, Vu Gwynn, and the Insider crew.
2: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 27. We have got a full crew here. I've got Manny Alban, PCA's technical director. Damon Lowney, PCA's Digital Media Coordinator. We've got Robert Forsyth back on the machines and making sure everything's connected. And special guest back to the mic is PCA's Marketing Director, Jim Hemmig. Hello, hello. Hey, so, I mean, we haven't had a whole lot in between our last podcast and this podcast other than... Doing everything related to sports car together fest. So I think a lot of it today is about that. But we certainly have some news, um, some video updates, and upcoming event updates. But before we get into that, just want to make sure that uh, we say thank you to NC Golfer who gave us five stars and uh, wrote a little comment. And I saw a, l- a number of comments on YouTube.
3: Yes, a very a perfect amount of views on YouTube. Which uh, you know we were talking YouTube wasn't our primary platform. Uh, we just did it for members who were asking. But since we moved everything in house and with Robert now at the controls, it's really changed up the, uh, YouTube experience. And so more and more people are gravitating to watching YouTube because all the pictures.
2: Yeah. It's just one more thing we're doing to make our members happy. Obviously, the, uh, I get the metrics that we're watching for the podcast only counts when, we, when people are listening to it on either the Apple or the Google platform. But certainly if you enjoy it on YouTube and you like to see the photos as well, you know you're welcome to it we'll we'll monitor those metrics as well so where do we where do we even start there's so much to go over
3: well yeah i, I gotta start off by saying uh you know we always scratch our head at the name of this event sports Car together fest just rolls off a tongue huh? <laughs> yeah and and Porsche doubled down on it they had a chance to get out of it but they doubled down and i even asked our german friends from uh Porsche G. Does that sound good from a German speaker? <laughs> you know, like some German words sound good to us, but like Nugan. and uh, and he he shook his laugh and shook his head. He goes, "No, it doesn't. It doesn't sound good to us either." Uh, but they're sticking with this name. Yep, sports car together. I can only imagine someone really high up in Porsche came up with this idea. Uh, but I heard a, I read a great comment uh, on one of the threads about sports car together festival on Reddit. And they said Sports Car Together Fest sounds like a Chinese translation. And I thought that that really is what sums it up. (laughs) I was just gonna say
1: it sounds like whoever came up with that name was trying to make it sound like a German came up with it or something, right? Right, Maybe doesn't have a full grasp on on English, but
2: so so for those that don't know what maybe haven't listened to our podcast or uh, is new, why don't we share with folks what Sports Car Together Fest was or is I
3: I think I think Porsche is still trying to figure that out. I think originally it was Sports Car Together Day, and it was the day they picked. And everyone, the idea was everyone around the world, dealerships, everything would celebrate Porsche. And and the idea of Sports Car Together is that all the every Porsche made is a sports car, mm-hmm. regardless of a four door or two door. They're all sports cars. And uh, you know, we were in Germany when they had the first um, Sports Car Together Day, so they had a huge festival and in, and uh, in Stuttgart, and it was. It was pretty cool. Uh, then dealerships in the U.S. did some celebration, but no one really understood. I don't think anyone really understood the purpose behind. So when they came with Sports Car Together fests, everyone thought it was going to be a mini Renn sport mm-hmm. And it didn't turn out to be that. It was racing, but there was no vintage racing. There was no 917s or 956s
2: and no legends of motorsports Yeah, either. it seems to be the focus is on current, current yeah. platforms.
3: Uh, so I, I think… Uh, uh, they have that to work on to establish what it really is, um, but the people that were there had a good time, and uh, uh, I don't think they're going to do it next year simply because they're going to be busy with
2: Rensport. They Yeah, that it would be surprising if they do it next year because it's so time frame. it's I, so I, close. I highly
3: doubt it. I think uh, if it happens again, obviously it'll be the year after 2024.
2: But then after the year after, they'll go back to it possibly as sort of like at the annual celebration?
3: Yeah, maybe they'll take it on the road. It's certainly something they could take on the road. It's not uh, exclusive to, uh, you know, <clears throat> we had we an had example of why sports should be in Laguna is that it rained a couple times during the event. Uh, that's something you don't have to worry about at Laguna Seca because it doesn't rain. Right. For better or for worse, it doesn't rain. So, um Yeah, we had to batten down the hatches, and there was like high wind warnings. It only lasted about an hour and a half, but still, yeah. But it It changes
2: the mood, sure. And you know, people that are driving from far away sort of base their decisions on whether or not their car is going to get wet. Let's be honest, right? They don't want to dirty up their car, and they might not go. So, with um, the weather of uh, Monterey, it's pretty dependable.
4: Well, for a racing fan, what was really cool about the event? It was three days of Porsche racing on track, and to your point, Vu was all kind of the newer cars, but. So the Carrera Cup was there, and they had three days of racing, practice, qualifying, and races, and then also Porsche's Sprint Challenge was there. Those are two series that typically run before other racing events. Like if you go to an IMSA race, they're probably going to be the Carrera Cup or the Sprint Challenge race. It's races like the show before. opener. Yeah, there's a the show opener. Most people just don't even really know that's, that's happening or what's going on. So, you know, Sports Car Together Fest was an opportunity for those two series to be the highlight. So they got to be out there, and, and, and the Crayer Cup was the kind of the, the headline uh, race. And it was fun for those drivers and teams to be the, you know, the having the, the premier slot in the uh, racing schedule.
3: I now, do l- think it was the first ever televised PCA high performance driving event. Right. Well, that's what I was going to <laughs> get into.
2: I was going to get into the fact that last year we had a club race. Uh, at the event but unfortunately they chose a date that conflicted with one of our big um, road america yeah. road america club races mm-hmm. which was which unfortunate is just up the road yeah it was just up the road and um you know for those that m- might be a bit sour about that it wasn't pca's choice i mean no. pcna you know again there, there's only so many weekends right so many months so many weekends and you're going to overlap somewhere unfortunately it overlapped with um road america so we didn't want to have another club race this year and really, you know, step on our own toes. So Mia Walsh and the executive council and our volunteer corps, they, uh, they held a H advance HPDE open
3: only to GT
2: cars, open only to GT cars,
3: which some people complained about, but you know, it's Porsche show and they dictate the rules and it was a GT themed, uh, uh, event. So, um, but, you know, we went through uh, not to get ahead of our schedule here, but we went through the uh, paddock. <laughs> and you know, it's a pretty tough driver's ed when we had a hard time telling the difference between sprint <laughs> challenge and the PCADE cars. That's right, that's right. Because at first I was like, No, Vood, this is sprint challenge, I'm like, no, these all that's, look like that's us, that's legit us, legit race cars with cages. And then uh, I saw one car in line that only had a roll bar, right? And then I realized, No, this is the driver's ed right.
2: We, we, we were trying to get um, just some footage of cars getting ready to go on track, and we kind of knew their time. We roll over there in the golf cart, and I see them lined up. I'm like, that's our group. He's like, no, that's a race group. I'm like, no, that's our HBDE. I'm like, wow. <laughs> I said, "I would my 964,
3: I would have been like a rolling pylon yeah. in this group. Well, so, so, were
1: these GT3 cup cars, or were these like GT3s and 2RSs? They or had everything, everything. Everything. But it had to be
2: – the slowest was probably a GT4. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's what was interesting was because uh, I, I had the opportunity to uh, drive Bob Rath's GT4 in the parade lap and uh, he 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 tossed me the keys and you know he's like oh go have fun and as i'm lining up i see him walking down the line and uh, i don't know if he was like really wanting me to go by myself but there wasn't anyone in the passenger seat but uh, uh, i asked him to come along and so we were just having conversations while we were sitting in line and he goes you know Vu, you know this cuz i asked him how the de was going he's like oh it's been great but i you know i am underpowered and i'm being overtaken man to to say that in a de in a GT four yeah, and, Bob, and Bob's an experienced and driver. Bob so. is a fantastic driver. <laughs> um, so yeah, that just gives you an idea of the quality of the cars and the the driving that we had this weekend. There. So I'm
3: pretty sure the de participant for this event, it had to be pretty cool to uh, see that you're on TV. Oh yeah, at least it's closed circuit TV at the facility. And what was neat was the producers. We're running every event uh, yeah. nonstop, so when someone would spin on the track and the driver's dead, they would do a replay of that spin, just like they do
2: in a race. Which I thought, boy, it's bad enough. to We're gonna spin. have to see if how we can. I'm sure that that footage is recorded, right? It'd be It'd cool be on YouTube. Yeah, we get that, or yeah, share that with the DEers. So be- the uh, so uh, the actual week for us, or at least for
3: Jim and I and Melanie, started on Wednesday morning at six in the morning. We had a flight out to Indy. And, uh, it's a short flight, an hour and a half to Indy. Get to Indy. And, you know, same old, uh, same old deal. You know, you get your rental car and you drive to the track.
2: Okay. Okay. You said you got the rental car and then you had a little drama. Well, Jim had those famous <laughs> words.
3: <laughs> Jim says, uh, Jim says, uh, do you want to drive to oh, me? No. <laughs> and I go, no, oh, I, don't no. Wanna, I don't, I don't, I don't want to drive. He goes, well, I'll drive. So Jim, Jim drives, Jim makes it 10 feet out of the garage for the rental cars. And that, and, a, and an airport authority truck was in front of us and, uh, they
4: stop. Yeah. And it's number 962. I guess, and Jim, 960. and Jim thinks
3: they're at a red, red light or a stop sign. So he stops behind him and Jim's messing around with his car play, trying to figure out how to hook up his car play. I didn't and all think of a you're sudden, loading I, up all the photos. I hear Melanie uh, scream and I look up and you see white lights. Coming towards us and the truck is backing up. Oh my goodness. And before Jim can, Jim like hits the horn and he, the guy hits us. And, But uh, it was
2: just a love tap. It wasn't.
3: Yeah, it was a love tap. But we get out and, uh, you know, we just, just literally rented this car two minutes ago. So, uh. Doesn't look so bad. The supervisor comes out. Two supervisors come out from the airport authority. The police come out. <laughs> no injuries, obviously. People driving by but I thought there must have been a big drug bust or something. <laughs>
2: And these are all good old. Did they, boys. did they, did they seat you on the curb? <laughs> I, no, but I sat on the curb. And you I just, did. That's when it occurred to me because they probably think it's the, uh,
3: drug it's a drug bust of middle-aged guys bringing, uh, pot right. into the, uh, the indie. And, uh, so we were delayed an hour. They, they put the, uh, the fear of death into a gym that if he didn't report this to his insurance company, even though it wasn't his fault. Right. Uh, or proved to, they had to prove to Indianapolis that he had insurance or Indiana. If he didn't, then next time he would come into Indiana there would be a warrant for his arrest. Yes, yeah, so I'm not going to the <laughs> <going> Together <laughs> So so Melanie gets out of the car and forgets her phone and goes right back to the rental place to tell him, Hey, we just been hit. We yeah. need another car. Even though our car was fully drivable. Uh so then Jim has to go after her, so I'm like stuck by myself with the police. Then I see him come back and they now they got the lady from the rental car place who really doesn't know what to do, but she's hanging out looking at her phone while the police Figure this out. So an hour later, we're back on the road again with the new well, rental car. is like cart.
4: nine in the morning. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so we get to the this track. We, uh... All
2: right. So, so, uh. I... Did you end up going straight to the track? Because I thought the yes. plan was you guys were going to Charlie Brown. No, we didn't go to Charlie Brown. You did? You still yes. went to Charlie
0: Brown? So, of course. <laughs> I remember this now. So we go to Charlie Brown. So
2: this Brown's. is an insider tip. If you go to Indy, you, you got to go you, to Charlie
3: Charlie yeah, Brown. It's know. not necessarily phenomenal food, but it has a lot of racing memorabilia. I don't think they make their pancakes good enough. It's not fluffy enough, their pancakes. Oh, here it's we too go. Dense. Here goes the food but segment. If that's my, enough. my, if it's my. It's good
4: enough for Roger Penske. It's good enough for you, man. <laughs>
3: How do you know Roger likes it? I bet some Roger would complain I saw, I saw about the those pancakes. They're not fluffy enough. They're too dense. <laughs> they're too dense. It's like Amish pancakes. <laughs> anyway. All right. So you got to the track. So, uh, we have, we have breakfast at Charlie Brown's, get to the track, uh, look around, see our, they have our tent already up or you've got to find our pallet and so on. So luckily we get there early. So we're not in a hurry to do anything. So we're waiting for them to move our pallet over to the tent with the forklifts. So we're doing some work inside the Porsche Zentrum, which is now all assembled and they're just moving stuff around, but it's air conditioned and somewhat quiet. So, uh, after about a half hour, we're working. I said to Jim, Hey, give me the keys to the car I'm when to get my backpack. So, I walk over to the car and I hit the unlock button, get my backpack out. I go to lock it, it won't lock. And I hit there, every, every, we have two key fobs on there. So, I'm hitting both key fobs. I'm like, Wow, how can both of them be dead in battery? So, I you know, hit the little button, pop out the key. I go to manually lock it, and it won't go in the. I'm like, This isn't even the right key for it. How do you lock these cars? So, I walk back and I said to Jim, I said, There's something wrong. We can't lock this car. By getting the keys, and Jim looks at the keys, and he's like, yeah, this is for the Toyota Camry that we, we wrecked. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so you guys took the Camry
2: back and took the keys with yeah, you? Yeah, we
3: left the car there. The key. Oh my so God. now we're looking at each other like, oh, And man. this is like, we, what, two hours later? Oh, like four hours later. Oh, my God. So we get in the, in the rental car, and we drive back to the airport. <laughs> they must have extra keys because the car was gone. Or they just tell, yeah, or they,
1: you have four hours to do whatever you want before you have to return it right <laughs> <laughs> before they notice so uh
3: but in between then the guy had um already submitted the police report, but he made a mistake when he typed in the police report. he said that uh we hit the truck, oh yeah, yeah, God. so yeah. melanie was yeah we him. me <laughs> Melody's on the uh on you know um voice uh voice prompt hell trying to get through to a person oh to correct it yeah because they won't put us in touch with anyone at the facility so we're looking for the supervisor from uh, national who put this in incorrectly so uh when we get there we explain to him hey you know you put it in so he apologized he goes i'll fix it right away and we got back in the car for the fourth time through the rental car lot and they even knew us by now
1: and uh
4: I'm looking over my shoulder every day and I know the cops are coming out. Yeah, we went I mean, back. what
1: are the chances airport security will back into you at the airport? Well, that's oh, what I told Jim. Uh... I
3: said, I said, you know, I said, luckily the guy uh, didn't lie and say we hit him because most of the times you're right, Damon. That's happened to me. Yeah. People lie and say uh, you were into them. They're more likely
2: to believe. Uh, yeah, because you hit person behind. in front. Yeah. <laughs> so when you were there early, I, uh, I asked. Jim, a favor to go set up something for us. The most, the most, important, most reason, important thing that yeah, I was worried about. The most important
4: about. reason I was there for the entire event. So yeah, I had the opportunity of pulling your Porsche bicycle out of the back of the uh, white 968 from Silver Spring and then put it on top of the car. Yeah, so the uh, Porsche
2: Silver Spring had a 968 in the Porsche Classic Restoration Challenge, and uh, on top of that car is my bike FS. But the, the
3: thing you don't notice is that, Jim, in such a hurry to get this done to make you happy, you can't open up the hatch. Once this bike is on the oh, road, oh, correct. <laughs> <laughs> and if you notice, there's a lot of stuff in the back of the hatch. They oh, got to get
2: out. I so figured
4: they, that was somebody else's problem. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, well, they, no, they figured it out because it was. Yeah, because the, the show. Uh, rail up there actually slides forward or backwards. And to put the the bike on, you have to slide the rail backwards. Or it hits but a glass. It, well, you have to slide it backwards to get the bike on it. Oh, okay. But if you raise the glass, you know, the, the 968, 924, 944 has a big glass back there. If you raise that up with that bike on there, if you raise it up quickly, you'll just crack that glass. Yeah, That's expensive glass. So, yeah, you got to slide it forward when you open it up, close it, slide it back, put the bike on. But then I left all that stuff back there. I'm
1: happy to see they. it's not an air-cooled car as part of the restoration. I think last year it was all air-cooled
2: cars. I think that's right. why they chose it. They wanted something they wanted a little something bit different.
4: different. It was yep. gorgeous, and the blue bike just looked great on top. It's a nice platform, huh? What
2: else did you guys see while you were there a little bit early? I got in Thursday morning at the Krakadon same. Personally,
4: flight. I whether it's works reunion or something like this, uh, I like being there early because mm-hmm. you see all the trailers come in, the cars coming off without all the crowd of people. And I had a couple photos early where there's you know a nine eighteen sitting there in the parking lot with nothing else there. Yeah, no other cars, no people. It's a great, great time to see the the, the unloading and setting up and everything.
3: So, so. Abe from Porsche uh, said, uh, "Hey, you want to see something special?" I'm like, "Sure." So he just hop in. So he took me on a golf cart to a garage that was closed, one of the IndyCar car garages, and he uh, brings me in, and that's where they had the Montai GT3, mm-hmm. which, that was, which a was gorgeous uh, car. Yeah, beautiful. And uh, luckily, at first I thought they were going to hide it there the whole weekend, but they ended up. Not only putting it on display, but giving it, uh, give people
2: rides. Uh, they took BRPs. it out on track. Yeah, they did hot laps with it. They led parade laps with it, and that thing was beautiful. And I, I also got a glimpse of that on Thursday. So what?
4: What Manny and I are doing is putting a plug in for people to volunteer to help us early, because that's when you see the cool stuff. When there's mm-hmm. a thousand, two thousand people around you around all the cars. It's hard to get a good photo or oh, yeah. see everything, but come in early and help us. Well, our, uh, I
2: think our Instagram video that we did of the Mon- Montai was on Thursday when no one yeah. was around no, the car. Yeah. It was yeah, still yeah. set up. Wasn't,
3: the place wasn't open yet. Yeah. Um, but they let people in for who were volunteering, helping out. And, uh, yeah, so, we, uh, so Harry Seasons came in, uh, who was, uh, was the event chair for our PCA. He came in Wednesday evening. We went out to dinner, and uh, the next morning – um, actually, I guess we
4: went to Walmart before. Uh, we we go to mall. I think we go to Walmart every yeah. season. I, it's, a,
3: I felt, it's a tradition. I, I felt tradition. Melanie uh, Melanie Williams, our event, uh manager, she will rival Vu for shopping <laughs> in Walmart or Target. That's a tall, tall, tall bar.
2: Yeah, we man. had to talk her out of buying an air fryer, Pop Tarts. <laughs>
4: One basket's not enough. Manny
2: couldn't get it through his head that people eat Pop Tarts without toasting it. Oh Oh, no, no no one does that. What
4: are you talking (laughs) about? It's
2: been a a while, but
1: why not? Why not? That's when you're absolutely desperate. (laughs) Peel the foil and mental patient.
2: They're they're better heated up, but I mean, but you you can 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 still eat them. them. You can still eat them. Would no. you? So, those of you that are listening, would you eat a non-toasted Pop Tart? I would. I'd rather have it toasted. You got to be really hungry. It's got
1: to be the what, what is the the brown sugar and maple? <laughs> now he's getting specifics. Yeah, I prefer one. strawberry <laughs>
2: frosted, but it's for- always yeah. got to be frosted. Yeah. 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 I mean, that, that's we what, must be hungry or something. We keep going back to food.
3: <laughs> that's just basic uh, knowledge: is that you have to toast a Pop Tart. You don't have. Why to. is it called a Pop Tart? Because it pops out of the toaster. <laughs> It's a tart
2: that pops out of the closet. I don't know. It, it pops out of the packaging. I can break a piece and pop it into my mouth and Yeah, eat there we go. Nope. And it's tart. Sorry. Okay, <laughs> all right. So we're, we're digressing here. Anyways, but, uh, volunteers yeah, so we,
3: uh, we went to Walmart also and we got there uh, loaded up on the supplies, uh, food supplies and water and uh,
4: Mountain Dews.
3: Of course, Jim and I went to the Hot Wheels all looking for. Uh, Always go to the toy section. Oh, yeah, I'm telling you, I, there, Slim Pickens. Well, there's too many people out there trying to find Porsche Hot Wheels. It's like yeah, uh, but man, he scored. I did. He got slightly damaged box. Nine seventeen. The set, really the major, major. Yeah. We found that at Target. Uh, you went to Target too. Well, because Melanie uh, prefers Perrier, you guys, you guys and Walmart did shopping. not have Perrier, so we went to a. I told her. Look for a target like Greatland. And now,
2: did it, didn't you guys look for Perrier at a dollar store? Yes. We uh, <laughs> stopped at, uh, we had to pick up
3: ice. So we, uh, it was really early in the morning. It wasn't open yet. So we, we ate in the parking lot in this fairly disadvantaged neighborhood. And uh, we go in to buy ice. And she asked the guy, if we if they have Perrier, <laughs> the dollar Perrier, Perrier. I so yeah, looked at her start. and said, "Is that a kind of ice?" <laughs> and and uh, she said, "She she told me she couldn't even look at my face because uh, I'm like, you just seriously didn't go into this neighborhood and ask for Perrier water. That's hilarious. <laughs> no, they did not have Perrier. Wow. So uh, we had to go later that day uh, to uh, Target Greatland to find uh, Perrier for Melanie so yeah, when we,
4: melanie's pushing the uh, you know the shopping cart manny and i are running through target trying to get to the hot Wheels section first first and, dibs and he took the shortcut and got the the reward
2: so i was excited to see we had talked on the um you know the the conference calls with porsche for sports cars go one of the topics was uh, the rc racing experience and um they weren't so familiar with you know how this goes and we we hold these these uh, competitions at parade and both of my boys are well versed in RC cars and running the competition so they actually um, did it on behalf of Porsche and ran the uh, the experience and I I was really really amazed at how much Porsche invested in this um, we had at least 10 RC cars that were, were built by Jim Osgold who uh, Osgood a, who painted them he too. painted every yeah. single they're one of phenomenal. them set them up built them and got them ready for the boys got uh, all the batteries and chargers ordered and when we got there they're all on the table then my boys uh, you know tested the track out and the track they built wasn't exactly to the specs that I had asked, but it was workable. It looked fantastic. But as you can see, for those that are watching on YouTube, it was a figure eight, which meant Demolition Derby. Demolition Derby crash. So we're like, man, how not only that,
3: but the walls were steel.
2: Yeah. It's like how long will the cars last? No no soft walls in this. Uh also the cars were unregulated, meaning that they could run at full speed the way they were delivered. Which was seventy miles an hour top yep. speed. Yeah. <laughs> so what we did was we went to uh Home Depot and figured out a, a, a mechanical trigger trigger limiter. And so we got the speeds down to about 10 miles an hour and people had tons of fun. Uh, we killed eight cars and they're heading back to PCA headquarters and we'll rebuild them and hopefully you'll see these cars at future PCA events. But it was a fun time. We had fastest time of day for adults, fastest time of day for children. We had some fantastic prizes for them. And like I said, we were we were like the busiest experience the whole weekend. Adults and kids loved it. So the uh,
3: the um, <clears throat> Porsche hospitality, no, PCA hospitality tent, and the kids zone was right across from uh, uh, the GT parking. Right, uh, Porsche had a uh, the parking lot we were in last year. They used for GT parking, and then we had our corral for non GT cars that people paid for. And I think that uh, they, I, I would think they got their money's worth because they saw. They got to park right in front, and it was uh, all with Porsche, so you didn't have to worry about getting door dinged. And uh, the kids zone or kids area, which was uh, for adults too, they had um, cornhole, they had a, they had these gigantic Jenga blocks yep. that they made up with in uh, the Porsche theme that people were having a good time with. So it was we a great had, place we had to hang two, out.
2: We had two TVs, right? Yep. We mm-hmm. uh, watched the racing, and on, on one day we actually put um, on Formula that, One. Formula one. Sunday, yeah. We had some snacks. We had some lounge seating. Face painting and balloons. Face painting, balloons. We had yacht rock playing (laughs) on the on the on the speakers. Did you really? I did. I played yacht rock rock for a little bit, not the whole time. I play. I have like this PCA parade muzak playlist. I also play, and there's one of the big juniors. Uh, It's a photo of Manny with. uh, Tina Turbo or who was the same height as me with their bottom Danny
4: was tall enough to ride (laughs) barely,
3: barely. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, it was a great place where people just gravitated to. It was interesting because I went to the Porsche Zentrum where supposedly all the action is, but they were all. air-conditioned indoors so everyone was inside but when you walk by the place looked empty because no one was outside well the activities outside were not very full but the activities inside were full yeah people yeah. were hanging outside instead of uh being in the courtyard so you had like a rad- radwood display but the only time pe- i
2: saw people there were the two guys from Haggerty. right right they had like what six cars nice cars yeah. six yeah. cars then they had um tag hoyer had a booth in, in at one end and the other end was they had a DJ that played um, all weekend. They had the ice cream car. That was cool. I gotta admit, that was pretty cool. They had the I think it was a was a Tycon or was it was it a
4: I thought it was a nine eleven.
2: No, the ice cream car? Yes. it's a big gap right there. <laughs> really? The Ice cream <laughs> car was a nine eleven?
3: The one with the ice cream on the roof. That was a nine eleven? I thought it was
4: I think we need
2: to. I thought yeah, it was a big uh, Jim. Conference. I think it's an intervention time. I think, I think we need Are to, you sure it was
0: a 911? Um, do Do um, we have a photo the of that, nine, the ice cream? Did car? you 90, pass 90, by
3: 50 90. and go right to 75 or
0: 80? Did gosh. its
1: engine Wait. start up or <laughs> no?
0: It was, it was always parked. It was a 911. It, it was a
4: 911. Who can't get past the fact there was an ice cream car yeah. on top? Well, we just I just looked looked, the ice cream yeah, and yeah. look at the
2: car. So they had these like special flavor ice cream, like mocha metallic. Maybe you're thinking you're
3: probably thinking of the car in front of it that had all the PTS colors in every panel and had the cork interior.
1: Oh, that, was that, that was a tycon. That was a tycon. Oh, okay, that, that in ice cream colors.
2: Man, this is like getting older thing is. I'm still mid forties, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Mid, I'm still mid forties. Mid forties with like five exits. <laughs> I'm still 9, mid forties. I will. Tycon, I will be 9-11. mid forties until I'm fifty. Um. So they had the ice cream. They had uh, Bill Patterson doing this huge. I didn't realize brand. that was on a canvas. I thought he was doing it on the actual wall. It has to be on canvas. Why are you doing on the wall? It would be such a waste. Why? They yes. Leave it up permanently. No, because they'll pay, they'll paint over it and do something else. But at not least. if they had some agreement. Oh, I don't. I don't think no, so. I think that that real estate probably is probably quite primo. Gone. Yeah. Um, and then they had a display under the uh, at the base of the pagoda. All the new models and Michael Tam and product specialists were hanging around there. You could actually sit in the cars, unlike a you know typical auto show. So it was kind of cool. It was a GT3 RS there. No, no, no it wasn't, which was kind
1: of funny because GT4, everyone came GT4, RS, but
3: everyone came nice. up and they're like, "It's a new GT3 RS," and I was like, "You would think for an event that's called a GT, the they celebration would have the GT cars, Yeah, they yeah. would have the ultimate uh, yeah. car." But I should say I was, was, was
1: not at Sports Car Together Fest. It's not like I went and forgot everything, but uh, which is why I'm asking questions. So why here. are you we in this you. podcast? I don't just know. know. Just, kidding, just
3: kidding. We missed you,
1: dude. <laughs> there's some I'm stuff that you're gonna hear.
4: Can I mention my paddock tours? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. We'll save that for later. No. <laughs> Many says no. And then, so
2: so the air conditioning area is just to finish off what was there. And the air conditioned area, it was like sort of like a U. And um, you had the, the Zentrum. Ford, the Zentrum. And it was a Porsche Classic Restoration Challenge set up. And they had the, the cars that made the finals, so to speak, that were there. And then. Plus had, our um, Classic Club Coupe was front and center. Classic Club mm-hmm. Coupe was there. Then you had like the Porsche driver selection. You had this this art car with like all the words, the black and white. Yeah, they had car.
3: that at, at Monterey. Yeah. And I don't know, they're, re, they're it has a bunch of different words on it. Like inspirational artist. words yeah. all
2: over the car. So Taycan, I think. Yeah. 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 And then and then of course they had like a uh, a that's not it was an, an overlander Cayenne or Macan, but it was a it's like a Viper Green or... Yeah. But it had like all the tints and everything on it the latest rage and that the very corner was a montai. Yes. Sorry, that was that was so cool. Um you kind of go to the bottom of the U that was the uh drivers lounge where you could get uh your breakfast, lunch and dinner was food open the whole time. And this was a great deal for the um drivers
3: and yeah. participants cuz they got two wristbands for drivers lounge. Um so, you know, whenever they a- weren't on the track, they could go hang out there. It was always food, always drink. No alcohol, obviously, yeah. since it's a driver's lounge. But um, it, it was the was ultimate D. To... Oh
2: yeah, it was the ultimate yeah. D. Like, for six hundred fifty dollars, you got for six fifty. You got to drive, you got Indy. To... You got to drive yeah. Indy. You got a garage. You got driver's lounge. You got special decals for your windshield and your doors. I mean, it was it was a great. So next great to the lounge, thing. next to the lounge was esports. Yeah. And maybe Jim can share what was going on. That, that was like a full production. Did you ever
4: make it to the esports? Yeah. So they had six. I think it was six sim racing rigs set up, yeah. up there, and they were doing a. But these were like legit. Yeah. yeah, it looked like cockpit, Hollywood.
3: Yeah, it looked like uh, real cars. There's a picture of it right there. Yeah. Yeah. That's Actually, a lot more than last year. It would, it would have been eight rigs. Last year they had
2: two. Yeah. Last year it was two, two motion two. rigs. This yeah, time and, and it was going on the whole time, and they had a full mm-hmm. announcer. So yeah.
3: when we got there and we took this photo, they were interviewing. They they brought in all the area champions. They explained to us. And they were interviewing him for media. And this was going to be like the finals, if you will, for the championship. And it, when you were sitting in the driver's lounge, there was no wall between you and esports. There was just a gigantic curtain. And it sounded like a disco that you yeah. were invited to. There was like lights flashing and music and thumping and an awesome. announcer. That's how it we was, should
2: do all of our events. Yes, I'm sure uh, <laughs>
3: our future president and the current president would love to have... Uh, <laughs>
2: uh let's see and then probably the highlight of the porsche plots was having um a special driver that uh manny man i've never seen you so happy to be so close to someone
3: if you would have told me 30 <laughs> days ago that i would be uh meeting and interviewing jeff gordon i would have never believed. and you. lee keen and lee keen, <laughs> and lee keen. <laughs> and lee keen. <laughs> i have met lee keen before uh, he's a longtime pca club racer but uh I've always I've been a NASCAR fan since oh eight when I got to drive uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway at a driver's ed and I realized that it wasn't just driving in circles, that it actually took a lot of skill and uh you know, I started watching NASCAR and I had a great respect for what they do. There's no way you can't say NASCAR athletes aren't athletes because it's uh four hours in that car, you know, that close on on banking with that real G Force. I thought I knew what G Force was. Until I drove on Charlotte Banking, yeah. and I realized what G-Force was. So anyways, we got word that, uh, um, like, what, two weeks or a week prior, mm-hmm. that Jeff would be coming to our tent, or be doing an autograph session. Things kept on going back and forth. He wasn't coming. He was coming. So then we find out he's coming on Friday, not Saturday. And then Vu said, like, two hours before, he goes,
2: I've nominated you to be the one to interview him while
3: they're doing autographs.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm going to fess up. I Fallen mean, told. I know of Jeff Gordon. I've seen Jeff Gordon. I know the car and stuff, but I was not well versed in Jeff Gordon. And and of course, seeing, you know, Manny's face light up every time I say Jeff Gordon, I'm like, he would be the perfect person to interview him. And of course, Melanie also between Melanie, Jim and Manny, I couldn't find anyone happier to be around (laughs) Jeff Gordon. And so they, they kind of took care of the whole autograph session and. Um, I can
1: see you now. So, what's it like to drive around in circles?
2: No, I, I mean, I know enough not to. What's be- your favorite color in your DuPont <laughs> rainbow? I know not enough not to be an idiot around him, but I thought it would be much more genuine to have a true mm-hmm. fan yeah, um, for sure. uh, interview him. And it worked out perfect. That way I took care of, actually, I got to give him his uh, honorary PCA membership card. So, that was cool for me. Didn't require me to say anything other than welcome to the family. And then I took the photos and the video. I have to say, uh, he was a very nice
3: guy. Super and, nice. And I told Melanie, I said, be prepared because some you know, people you see on TV sometimes aren't the personality you think they're going to be. You know, basically, they can be jerks. Yeah. And uh, so don't, that's why they say don't meet your heroes. And
2: uh, no, he was a super nice guy. <laughs> he was guy. very, very, very and, generous of his time. And for our um, our attendees on Friday, what a treat it was for them because... It wasn't that crowded on Friday, and yeah. actually, I think there was like two or three people that got in line twice because oh, really? we because we were only allowing people to get one thing autographed, and they had brought two. And I said, "Hey, fair is fair. If you want to go back in line after you get your first one," and there's like a fender came through, a bumper came <laughs> through, and I'm like, "I was like, that's okay because they 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 followed the rules." Um, but he was so nice about signing everything, and you know, I gotta give props to Lee Keen as well because. You know, I would say the majority of the people there were for Jeff, but Lee was super like, Hey, if you would like my autograph, great. Yeah. if not i'm happy just to you know pass along so yeah, a lot, a lot of people there that all... knew lee yeah uh, you know and i introduced them yeah uh you know they all cheered, you know so in the, in the pca community i would say in well the pca known. world yeah. he pro- he's probably more not more well known but he is well known so um
3: so yeah. what did we learn uh, uh jeff staley is the tycon turbo s yes mm. yes and uh and he bought the car and so he was racing because he wanted to buy this car yeah but porsche motorsports told him that the only way he can get the car is if he races so, this is one of the reasons why he said was
4: it. He, yeah, so he was there for more than just autographs, obviously. Yeah. So, he, he told the story at our tent that a friend of his has one of these these GT3 Cup cars, and and he had a chance to drive it and really liked it. So, he wanted to buy one. But as Manny said, Porsche is very clear. Yeah. You know, these race cars, these new race cars, if you buy one, you got to race it. They're not selling them to collectors, so yeah. So he wanted one, but what I thought was so
2: interesting was the uh, Ticon Turbo S story of why he likes that car as a daily driver. Yeah, because it's quiet, and he can uh, think about things, and
3: you know, it's uh, after, can... you know, being in a loud environment, it's very relaxing. He can still
2: have his performance, but he's around loud things all the time. So this is a car that, on a daily basis, he can kind of decompress. That's cool. Yeah, it makes really it easier cool. to uh, listen to NPR on the way home. <laughs> but, but, you know, it was funny
3: thing. You know, I, I was talking to the Porsche. I said, you know, what's interesting is people are under the impression that electric cars are like a cone of silence. When in reality, you're still hearing road noise. You're still hearing Yeah, I mean, it's, noise.
2: it's Lexus quiet. It's yeah. not like zero noise. Yeah, There's noise. a lot of misinformation out there. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's, uh, but anyways, uh, so he, um, yeah, he wanted to, uh, he wanted this uh, race car. And <laughs> it's probably one of the reasons why he wasn't mixing it up at the top of the, uh, uh, the group, because he wanted to bring the car back say he in, wants to, in the same place he, uh, he picked it up at. And so, uh,
4: and there yeah. was a lot of, a lot of fender banging in that, uh, yeah, usually are when things. you have a one make series. Yeah. But I, what was neat, I saw talking.
3: him uh, asking Lee Keen while, in between while they were autographing, uh, hints on different corners, uh, oh. how he was taking. And Lee was very, um, very open with his, uh, advice. You know, Lee was at the top of the, uh, yeah.
2: Understanding, so
3: I don't think they were. Um,
2: it was totally cool to see them interacting. So they're so. I guess you know they, they have quite of experience. Even Lee, like when people were were asking for autographs, like they they had one ear where they were listening and responding to the people getting autographs, but you could hear the other ear was them talking to each other. That's pretty cool. Like oh, yeah. like they're they're having their conversation with each other, but still paying enough attention to the people that are. So I talked
3: know. to Lee before the interview, and uh, I said, you know. I said, I know you're kind of humble, but you wouldn't want would to admit this. But I said, you're in my eyes. You're the reason why this whole safari craze took off. Because I remember at the last Rensport, it showed up at Monterey that year, car week. He had the uh, safari car he built. Yeah. And, uh, but at the Rensport is when he parked it at the top of the hill and everyone that was going to the paddock saw this G model, uh, 911. Jacked up with uh, Safari yep. tires and yep. lights and whatnot, and our video, yeah, and, yeah uh, our and video. And that's our what video I told him his video is one of our highest uh, viewed. Mm-hmm. And he said uh, he this year they're delivering their thirtieth Safari car. Wow, wow. so nice. he's still building them. He said they still use SC and Carrera chassis to build it. They don't use um, the the, the mid year cars. So it turned out to be a um, you know profitable venture. His little uh, his little experiment into uh, the Safari build. But yeah, that was definitely the highlight of uh, Friday was uh, was uh, Jeff autographing and taking photos, uh, great right with the kids. And, you know, this is a uh, legendary driver and, and beyond just the NASCAR world, you know, Jeff yeah. Gordon and even my wife, who doesn't follow NASCAR or anything, she read uh, on the internet that he was going to be at this event.
2: So not only did we get an amazing autograph session, but the members were treated to parade laps. Uh, those that signed up, I think it was twenty five dollars. Yeah. Oh, what, what a deal. deal! What a deal to drive, drive. your car per lap. Mm-hmm.
3: It's cheaper than anything. Uh, yeah, the drivers are uh, the de drivers and racers. Of course, were paying a lot more per lap
2: than what uh, the per so lap we had. Was I think per we had Indy. I think close to seventy cars on Friday and well over a hundred cars on Saturday and Sunday. Kudos to Melanie. Or you know we we didn't have it. We had Saturday sold out, but Sunday we still had some room. And um, I think we sold like twenty or thirty uh, spots for out. Friday. Yeah, yeah, because we decided yeah. to make them
3: available up until uh, the drivers' meeting. And uh, you know people came up and saw the sign parade laps and asked about it. And you know, for twenty five dollars, like you said, you could bring your kids out because it was just parade laps. It wasn't uh, uh, anything uh, competitive. And yeah, what? Uh, they do pre at Indy, usually at events, but it's up the, the whole uh, circuit, not the infield. Mm-hmm. So it's rare that
2: they do a pre-lapse of the Formula One circuit. So we also had Michael Tam present the uh, GTS America edition to all of our members, which was cool, um, because most of the people there didn't realize that that car is going to be the grand prize for the PCA Fall Raffle. And uh, if you're not familiar with the 911 GTS America edition, it's... I believe 115 are going to be made, 15 go to Canada, 100 will be available for the U.S. And when we asked Michael Tam, you know, how's the allocation? Are they sold out? He says, your best bet to get an allocation is actually to play the BCA uh, member-only raffle in the fall because wow. it seems as though they are all sold out. And
3: how many were you making? 1,000?
2: 1, uh, 115. 15 for Canada and, like a and, and, and 100 it? for the U.S. Really? I'm pretty sure. We'll have to double check that, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure. Like this little thing called Google. We have this thing called Google. You have the laptop. You can check that out. Uh, speaking of taking laps around uh, Indy, I, I, took, I took two laps around Indy. <laughs> I did. They, uh, Porsche decided that they would uh, add to the program, and I had never heard of this before. It's called uh, Ragnar Rally. No one had heard of it. And it's uh, basically a... Um, a running relay you run for two hours and uh you know you you, you pair up or you have a team and it, you get you pass you were on. right 115 copies it was 150 yeah. copies yeah. there
1: it's you go time i've, time I've heard, heard of, of ragnar yeah I i've heard do it I've, overnight not, and not the I've, hbo viking series i've, I've heard ragnar. i've
2: heard of um was it tough mudder Right, mm-hmm. I've heard of that stuff, but I've never heard of Ragnar. But I'm not a runner, so it's not. Yeah, surprising. I knew somebody
1: who did those and they have teams and they run all night or something. So, usually.
2: so Porsche invited PCA to be represented, and no one raised their hands except for Aaron Ambrosino, our national vice president. And uh, you know, I figured I can kind of run. <laughs> I'm I'm in a shape, <laughs> not in shape. I'm just a shape. And so I did. I did two laps, and he did two laps, and I was walking the next day so it was good <laughs> success you so you got a trophy for i did participation I, I got participation award and i'm and it's a grill badge it's a cool sports car together fest uh, indie track run yeah right. ragnar uh, grill they badge. had 100 people they had uh, 52 teams so about 100 did you people. run the oval or the infield as well i read both both, yeah, and it's I, not the full course. Though. Not the full course. No, okay, no. I was gonna say two laps. But, but I tried mean... to, I tried to keep a consistent line, and I was right up on the curbing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I think shorter distance <laughs> no, is the way to go. I here. was up on the curbing at every single corner. You probably <laughs> wasted a bit of energy then.
4: Well, what I heard was that there was a lot of stopping for selfies. So, well, Ooh.
2: well, when you're a runner like me that you know likes to you know maintain a steady pace but enjoy himself and make sure that he's able to walk the next day yeah i took some selfies i took photos of the curb well, when else are
4: you standing on the uh, exactly i'm taking I'm like, i mean i have no
2: chance of winning yeah. anything so i might yeah. as well enjoy the fact that i'm yeah. out there with nothing around me. you Just don't realize you don't realize how big the track is until you're actually running oh it. <laughs> yes absolutely it is a big It lanes pretty long when, when you're i'm running going it. one direction and i'm saying i gotta go all the way back to where we started oh yes yeah, <laughs> it was it was a long one. All right, so let's talk a little bit about uh, recent news. Well, no, we're not done yet. Oh, There's more. I give you an, ag- an agenda. What oh, did I skip? I oh, no, skipped over. All right, more. what did I skip? What did I skip?
3: Well, I want to put a shout out to all the volunteers. Oh yes, absolutely. Who, did, uh, who helped helped out with uh, sports car together, especially the guys parking cars and and they were out there in all types of weather, uh, early in the morning. And they were great to speak with. They were also a lot a lot of more fans of the podcast. Um, they were even helping out the indie officials because um we had cars coming in that were confused as to where they parked whether the GT cars didn't realize that their what well, where their lot was and was what our lot was and Indy car people didn't know what a GT car was, but our guys did and they were out there uh with uh, their yellow the vests
2: on, smiles, welcoming everyone, parking cars yeah, with precision.
3: We even parked ours on the grass because we had overflow, so it was a phenomenal look of uh we were, like, busting at the
2: seams with uh, parking. And that's where PCA really shines because the GT side, as you said, was, wasn't was really managed. And when you have people park <laughs> themselves, it's not very pretty. But our folks guide everybody in so their cars are perfectly parallel and perpendicular. Yeah, and so it looks phenomenal.
3: Big thank you to uh, all the volunteers from Harry Seasons the Chair all the way down to the
2: person who Chip works. Chip Henderson. Shifts. Yeah, Chip was, Henderson was... Yeah, uh,
3: the, the old, EC uh, four days with members
2: came in um, to volunteer as well. So it's it's the PCA way.
3: That's what
2: makes us stand out with Porsche, that we have this army of volunteers
3: that come out and know exactly what they're doing, and they do. It's a, it's such a big difference when you have uh, enthusiasts out there versus yeah, employees. Exactly. And these enthusiasts understand what the other enthusiasts want as far as parking cars and how to park cars. It's
2: uh, And we have... Porsche has so much confidence in us that once they've given us sort of our domain to control or maintain, they're like, what do you need? And then they leave us alone for the rest of the event and until we you know, call out to them. So, um, again, volunteers make it happen. So, if you've never volunteered at a PC event, be it local region, zone, or national, do it because it's a lot of fun. Is it work? It is absolutely it's going to be work, but you meet new it people. It goes by really fast. It goes and by. Yeah. You meet so many people. You see cool things. And because you're a volunteer, typically you get some kind of special Benny, be it the yellow vest or access to something and you'll see something. It's, it's, there's, there's something hidden there for volunteers every time you go. You might get a cool volunteer shirt that no one can get unless you volunteer. So, so going back to the driver's
3: data, why it was such a good deal. Cause, uh, It also got you access to the Pagoda. Oh, yes. And the VIP suites. Now, Jim found this out on Friday (laughs) afternoon, because that's the last we saw of Jim. Yes. Of Jim and Chip, (laughs) because they would disappear into the Pagoda, because they found that the Pagoda also had better food. Explain to people what the Pagoda is. The Pagoda is a timing tower, but it looks like a a giant Pagoda that's, I think, eight stories or eight floors. It's huge, yeah. It's really, really tall. Um great vantage points um, to see the. You know, the race, or to hang out and just uh, pretend all you're really All right, let's really be rich. honest.
2: The food in the pagoda is where it's at.
4: And the views. The views so I sent all phenomenal. new
3: members who were interested in joining up. I said, Jim's on the seventh floor, I think. Out <laughs> <laughs> by the uh, balcony, hanging out, uh, trying out the different uh, – because I think every floor had a different uh, theme or or food to it. You know, Because I heard uh, Aisha say, this eighth floor has better food than the seventh floor – so it was uh yeah, yeah we didn't find out to like
2: we, we didn't get head up there well, we sunday were so afternoon. busy he, he kept talking about it, but we were just so busy that we didn't even head over there until sunday
3: we actually went there so they did the uh the gt um corral or gt group uh, uh picture right they had a group picture that porsche wanted to do and they wanted to break the record so they brought all the uh, pre-lap gt cars to the front straight and parked them right at the yard of bricks and the de cars and the de should be the de car everything it was a gt they wanted out there yeah um and it was a it was a pretty amazing sight seeing it was uh, as far as your eye could see almost into stretching into uh IndyCar turn one it hasn't uh, been officially confirmed but i think they broke the record i think they're like if they count the behind. gt three cup cars they broke the record yeah and it was impressive yeah it was uh but it was yet another benefit for the um for the DE attendees for for 650 dollars it was a uh it was a steal. So the other thing I want to touch upon before we get to the news was the Montai GT three and why it was there, because this car is not street legal in the US. Um so when the first thing I saw it, I was shocked that it was here, you know. And it turns out that from I heard from sources that uh they were testing the market to see if people would be interested in having their new G T three converted. Had the kit put in there for the uh Montai. The only thing they wouldn't uh it, it, Mon, the Monti is pretty much arrow and um, suspension. Mm-hmm. So they said uh, the roll bar couldn't be installed by Porsche or dealers because of the um, DR- regulations. DR-GT but regulations. the uh, wheels, the suspension components, the wing is different than a GT3 wing. It's more aggressive. and uh, The rear diffuser is different as well, I believe. Uh, so whether or not they got enough... Um, Ensuring to, to go you, forward. if they make that available, it'll do well. So that wheel is actually made out of aluminum. And I asked, why is it aluminum and not uh, uh, carbon fiber? It's really cost. Mm. It's just very cost prohibitive to make a, uh, a, a wheel like that. And if you looked at how intricate it was mm-hmm. um, and trying to save as much weight as possible, it, it, it had like that, uh, that 935 style aero wing, which is just for aerodynamics in the rear. Oh, the carbon fiber cover, right there. Yeah, carbon fiber cover. Yeah, it was a spectacular uh, looking car, and I was very excited to see it at the event because I didn't realize it was going to be there. So, well, never thought I'd see one of those in person since it's a uh,
2: Europe only. And what was more impressive, as we said earlier, is they took it out on track, hot laps and then parade laps. Yeah, I mean that's that says a lot. So why is it so the the
1: Manti Racing stuff? It's it's suspension, arrow, and I guess the inner roll bar. Roll cage or whatever, half cage. So I know the cage can't be put on, um, but what's preventing, like if it's TUV rated, you know, Germany has stricter standards than the U.S. Like how did they say why
2: it's not available in the U.S. at this point? I would say that or I would guess that the performance package that they do has to be tested on against U.S. Yeah. regulations, and that's a significant problem. Even though it's if, aftermarket.
1: If you're, well, that's, no, but it
2: wouldn't be aftermarket. It would be a Manti package from Porsche. Well, so what but t- you can buy it through tech equipment, which is technically aftermarket, so, so I thought that's how the conversion happened. So what
3: happen. What my sources tell me uh-huh. is they're looking at maybe having it installed at Porsche Motorsports, so you buy the car... As a gt3 mm-hmm. and then you have a ship to porsche motorsports in california and yeah.
1: they install it as aftermarket ah, yeah that's so, what i figured it it was anyway so i guess in germany or in europe they it just comes it's that sold,
3: way it's sold as a montai not as a roof would be like a different yeah. manufacturer
1: but it could you get delivery and it already has the yeah, yeah. okay i see like that would be dealer installed yeah yeah it's
3: almost like a nice consolation prize if you can't get an rs allocation and you don't want a regular GT3 because that's too boring.
1: Let's be honest. How many people I wonder are going to be able to drive a GT3 RS faster than a GT3, unless you're at the top level. I want to try. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but let's let's be realistic, yeah. right? Yeah.
2: Well, I I think most of us here could probably just stay in a boxer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do want to put a shout out
3: to Mia and all that, um, that the the D E drivers for that weekend. No incidents. Yeah, they looked fantastic. So we, uh, you know, we told. Porsche, we, uh, we we could run a good show, and we did. We had no, um, you know, a couple spins, but no impacts, no uh, no reason why the event was delayed because of us. It was uh, they they behaved themselves well, which is impressive considering the machinery that was out there.
2: All right, ready to go to the news. Yep, let's do it. All right, so before we get into uh, Jim's world with those two news bits, uh, we did oh, mention. Oh, I'm oh, sorry, we, oh, we got to stop. Oh gosh, here he goes. I, I put them on
3: hold. And I said, now the one thing that we did do that I told Jim we'll save for later was, so Jim organized these uh, paddock tours.
2: Oh yes. Uh, usually
3: they're um they're pit pit laps or pit tours because we're doing it during an endurance race, and so they're six hours or however long, twenty four hours. So you have plenty of time to bring these people out and time it properly when the cars are coming in for pit stops, so you can see a live pit stop going on and explain it to them. But with this race, these are all sprint races, so. If the car came into the pits, the race was pretty much over there. They weren't going to be competitive for the race. So there wasn't really an opportunity to show people what the pits were about. So instead, uh, Jim took lemons and made lemonade and did paddock tours. So Jim, tell us about your...
0: Yeah.
4: Well, so, what, so the hot pit, the whole purpose of a hot pit tour is to help educate uh, PCA members what's going on in a race. So as Manny said, in a hot pit, you're going and seeing the, the actual pit stop happen. And since there was no pit stops, it's like, well, let's still do the educational part. So, uh, you know, at our tent, which to me felt like just like an absolutely massive cars and coffee event. You know, everyone's standing around looking at Porsches. So I thought, well, let's, you know, bring groups over to the paddock and actually show them what's going on. So uh, each day I led one paddock tour and I just asked around who wanted to go and ended up with a group of, of maybe a dozen or so people. And we'd walk over. But a lot of folks that come to Sports Car Together Fest, they're there because they, they hear it's this big Porsche event. They really don't understand the racing component. So on the way over, I spent most of my time explaining, you know, what the the you know Porsche Sprint Challenge Series is and what's the Porsche Carrera Cup and how that's significant to the Porsche uh, motorsport pyramid, where you get a lot of these uh, amateur drivers that want to race a Porsche and they buy a Porsche. And, And they got to start somewhere, right? So um, the part of the Porsche pyramid is actually, the motorsport pyramid is actually starting in, like, say, club racing, where you're in an amateur level and racing Porsches against other Porsches. So Porsche has created this pyramid where the next step up is the sprint challenge, where you're racing um, formally, you know, before some of the sprint uh, challenge racers at Indy actually were racing at the Miami Grand Prix before the Formula One race. So they get a chance to be racing in front of a crowd, but they're still amateurs. And then if they do well and they like it and want to spend a little more money, go to the next level, they go to the Carrera Cup, which is what we saw also at Indy. So the Carrera Cup was a 992 GT3 Cup cars with Jeff Gordon racing. And if you do quite well on that and you want to keep uh, progressing, the next level is Porsche's Super Cup. And then beyond that, maybe you get picked up as a factory driver. So I got to explain the whole pyramid to people on the way over to the Paddock, and then um, each day I uh, pre-arranged a different driver to actually talk to the uh, the group. So Friday was Lee Keen, Saturday was Stephen Ayers, and uh, Sunday was Laura Ely, and she is she Laura Ealy is the on, she was the only woman driver of of that whole weekend, and that the uh, in either the Sprint Challenge or the Cup. So it was fun to bring people over, explain, you know, what was going on on track, see all the race cars. I was giving them kind of a little spec uh, summary, the difference between the 992 and the 991.2 GT3 Cup cars. And I said, it doesn't get any more confusing than that. You know, that's a 992 and that's a 991.2. And of course, the uh, Cayman GT4s were there. So I got to, you know, share that. And then introduce to a driver and and all the drivers signed autographs for everybody so it was a lot of fun
2: another great highlight of why you come to an event and come as a pca member through the porsche plots
4: the only ones that got paddock tours were pca members that's
2: awesome so one more thing that we did we talked about earlier um was part of the news as well because it was uh launched uh, i believe september 1st we had the information but under embargo we couldn't release it so they actually brought the uh the watch tag warriors connected watch to the porsche plots tent and did a presentation and shared the watch with our members and we saw how they married the mechanical you know timepiece that we love the monaco's the carreras and they brought modern technology to connect with their their type the two tycons that they had um i'm proud to say that they were there the whole weekend and the three watches that they sold, I believe, were to PCA members. Yes. I don't even know if they were intending to sell watches that weekend, but more so just being there to market and educate people on the watches. But our members were so excited about the watch. They're like, can we buy one? And they, they bought three of them. So that was pretty cool.
4: Yeah, they were setting the watch up for them right there on the spot. That was nice.
3: cool. I wonder if uh, Tesla has a watch for their owners.
2: I have not seen it Because that seems watch. right up the rally how connected Tesla, it was. You know? I think Tesla's all about putting it on your phone i don't think you have a time test us about doing the bare minimum yeah (laughs) and (laughs) i see what you did there (laughs) all right so let's um let's move over to the topics that is near and dear to jim's heart and let's let's start off with the uh red bull news (laughs) <laughs> or,
3: or, or, or how Jim's buying everyone in the office lunch. Yay, lunch for us! I, lunch I, for I owe us. a
4: lot of people lunches. So I I I firmly believe I was the first one that said Porsche was going to get back into Formula One, and I was the first one to say Porsche was going to do this with Red Bull. First this one was in the office two years ago. Um, well, so Porsche actually built a, a, a V six uh, that were they they were this was all behind the scenes that they were. Planning to get into Formula One, and then that you know that got shelved, and things changed, and so you know I'd been watching, this, you know, kind of secretly watching, thinking they're gonna they're gonna make a move. Um, so I started betting everybody I knew yes, lunch that this was gonna happen, and and uh, Ilko, if you're out there listening, um, <laughs> I think I owe you lunch. So yeah, I got, I got I that. T- I was on that text string as well. <laughs> yeah. So if you haven't heard, so uh, this is just uh, as of a matter of a few days ago, uh, Red Bull. They're, um, you know, they're top people that actually are on the ground doing the uh, race development and managing the race team, uh, Horner and Marco and a few of them have kind of stepped forward and said, we don't want to be beholden to anyone. We want to control our own destiny. And if Porsche doesn't want to just pay us to put their name on the engine, um, then we're not interested. And, uh, so even Mr. Red Bull himself was in favor of this deal with Porsche, but then all of a sudden, uh. Everybody else got cold feet, and and I don't blame them. As Ilko and I tease each other, it's like Red Bull holds all the cards right now. Yeah, they're dominating F one. So if I was doing that, I'd be in the same position.
2: But but secretly, are are you a little relieved that with the IPO going on too, that Porsche doesn't have one more thing to worry about?
4: Well, uh, Manny and I debate this all day long. I'm, I'm a Porsche fan. I want to see Porsche do stuff so if if I had if I could wave a magic wand I'd want to see Porsche and f1 with their own team wow. but right now they're they're the only thing they've got really cooking is to to do the power unit development so if they don't find another team to partner with they're you know they're they don't have a team no. and uh, f1's allowing them to join as a power unit developer and not as a whole another team so if Porsche can't find somebody to marry here pretty quick uh and the way I understand it is the deadline is is October 15th where Porsche has to pay F1 to get in to mm-hmm. be a power unit developer, which gives them voting rights on how, you know, the power unit stuff develops going forward. If they don't, you know, if they don't find some matchup, they don't pay, they, they're out. May, they may be out. Um, Audi's already said, we're in, we're going to develop our own engine without Porsche. And they haven't announced who they're partnering with, but it looks like it's going to be Sabre. Um, but... We kind of tease each other about this stuff where, you know, this is good for Formula One to get Audi and Porsche in. But at the same time, um, then you have Alfa Romeo and Honda exiting. So it's a net zero in terms of, mm-hmm. you know, brand names that are involved. So it may not really be great for Formula One. And especially if Porsche doesn't, now you're out Honda, you know, so Alfa Romeo and Porsche. Yeah. So I, I hold out hope that uh, – you know, the next month and a half, maybe something still happens.
3: I'm, I'm happy. You know, I've said it from the beginning. I'm not in favor of them going to F1. Um, Porsche is endurance racing. That's what they do best. Um, I do think that uh, Christian Horner will look back on this and consider it one of his biggest regrets. Uh, oh, because that's he's a not big gonna statement, man. He's if they not, don't win. Well, he's not. They're not gonna win. You can't. They don't hold it forever. And look at Mercedes; they were king dogs for what seven, eight years, yeah. and now they're uh, third place and we're happy type thing. Yeah. Well, no um, one wins forever. Seven, eight, eight, eight
1: years gets us into well into the next era of uh, power units. Though I, yeah. I think I think Porsche would have
3: brought a lot to the table as an yeah. engine supplier yeah, with I their uh, engineering. But that's fine because they got Le Mans. I mean, I really wouldn't want Porsche to get into the NASCAR. Mm-hmm. But that's not their thing, you know. It's endurance what, and engineering. What
4: Red Bull's missing here is is they're they've got their Red <laughs> Bull, you know, power unit division that they're firing up, and and it's said that um, they're already starting to develop a, a motor, you know, the internal combustion motor portion of this for 2026. But a big part of the the regulations for 2026 is the electric motor is going to be a lot bigger, a lot more horsepower, and and. Red Bull Power Unit doesn't have a whole lot of experience with that new regulation. Porsche has been doing this for a while now, particularly with Formula E. So they've got kind of a, a leg up on that. And the other part of this that's significant is 2026 are going to be using the uh, synthetic fuels, which Porsche is developing. So, you know, this this perfect super team matchup of Porsche Red Bull with, you know, with the, the Red Bull Power Unit division and the electronic motor and the electric motor and the synthetic fuels, Porsche and Red Bull could have been a dominant force. So I'm with Manny. I think Red Bull's being very short-sighted. It's like we're we're king of the hill right now, and and if you want to play ball, you got to do what we say. But 2026 could be a whole different world.
3: And yeah, Jim and I were talking before the podcast uh, yesterday that there's probably a certain aspect that Horner and Marco uh, are are probably thinking they probably won't have a job if this happens. If Porsche has control of Red Bull, uh, odds are Porsche will bring their people in, and so you know they're they're, they're angling to keep their jobs, however short sighted it may be. So, it it'll be
1: fun to watch. Uh, yeah, the next I mean, the deal isn't off, off is it? Like this article had said that. Well, as well, this is
4: as of you know two days ago. Red Bull's yeah. basically saying uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna control this. I'm waiting yeah. for Mister Red Bull to speak up because he's what seventy nine now. Mm-hmm. And there's been some speculation that he's trying to sell off some stuff, and, yeah. and well,
1: Porsche uh, can still sign on as long as they agree to Red Bull's terms. From what yeah, it sounds like, like,
4: they could, or they could just sign on as a they could sign on F1 as a as a you know power unit developer, mm-hmm. and then they got to go find someone to run their engines. They might go back to McLaren and say, but it looks pretty clear that Porsche wants a Formula One team mm-hmm. and at least a majority ownership of a team. So they, if they, they could always back off and 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 just you know. Sign a check and give it to so Red Bull.
3: When you go to Germany next week, I'll ask that's, you. your, that's your that's your mission. When Got you it. go to Wiesak, is the,
2: I'll see if there's any. Get F1. some insider In info. F1 cars uh, on the on the track yeah. at Wiesak.
4: But I'm with Manny. At Porsche's they're you know they've been doing endurance racing since day one, and that's that's where we get all excited. And and we just found out that the uh, the the new GTP nine six three was testing for two days down at Daytona. And uh,
3: and they let a bunch of journalists in. Yeah, and not, we were we were we were at, we but, were at, uh, we were at <laughs> Indy,
4: but uh, yeah, so we're very excited about that. They're, the car's debut will be January. There was some discussion that the uh, this 963 would be racing either at Petit Le Mans or at the Bahrain uh, World Endurance Race later this year. Testing and Porsche just came out today and said, "Now we're going to stick to our our training schedule, you know, our testing schedule, and we'll debut at Daytona and." and in 2023. So Manny and I were, we scraping together our quarters and nickels and dimes, and we're going to head down there for, for Take the bus
2: down. So why don't you drop us some knowledge update on the IPO?
4: So, uh, you know, so <laughs> it's always funny to talk about either formula one or IPO. Cause one day it's on, one day it's off. One day it's on, one day it's off the IPO, uh, the Volkswagen, uh, Volkswagen management met really late Monday night and Tuesday morning. We heard news that they have, um, decided to proceed with the IPO, uh, even though there's, as, as everybody's been saying, there's some huge financial market headwind. Uh, you know, the stock market's not doing particularly well. Uh, so there's some speculation that that might put a damper on the IPO listing. But we heard, uh, you know, late Monday night that that Volkswagen said, yep, we're staying on course. Uh, but they also gave themselves an out, said, well, we're going to do the IPO, uh, you know, list Porsche, on the stock market, uh, late September, early October. But they also said, but if things change dramatically, then we can always pull back. So right now it's on. We'll see if that uh, continues through the rest of the month.
2: Well, you know what's for sure going to be on? The open house. The open house. <laughs> <laughs> the open house is this weekend. So for those of you that have registered, we look forward to seeing you uh, this Saturday. From well, time to, you to listen soon. to this will be all- already over. That's right. We'll have to share with you how it went. Um, there's a special reveal. I guess we can say it because they'll hear this afterwards. <laughs> yeah,
4: it's in the garage right now.
2: It's in the garage right now as we have home the Classic Club Coupe. Which at least for is, a little bit. For a little bit. It's super exciting. Um, Unstock November 13th in Burbank at West Coast Customs Headquarters. You'll see information on registrations and all the event details there. We've dropped a number of videos since our last podcast. You want to update everyone, Damon? Yeah, it's hard to um, keep track of all this now. Um, so we had
1: the Sally Carrera video. We had a, our contributor, Laura Burstein, um, dive pretty deeply into how it was made from the perspective of Boris Appenbrink, head of Porsche Exclusive, um, as well as Grant Larson, who is head of Porsche Style. <coughs> um so yeah almost 20 minutes of the their perspective we also if you want to look up some uh, i guess an archival tech tactics live we had uh, one with jay ward and pixar where he went into some detail about a year ago or so Mm -hmm, so well mm -hmm. before this this project actually came to fruition so that was released yesterday um we have a new um one mile review that vu in a local members 1958 speedster my bucket list car yeah bucket list car and we have a new rating called fun factor so that uh, adds a new twist we felt that you know some cars that were not doing great on car show or uh daily driving or road trip scores if only we had a fun factor score that would probably balance it out you know Now, what
3: Um, car would you imagine would you give a low fun factor rating to
1: I wouldn't say like all the way to one. I don't think there's a Porsche where you can give a fun factor of one. Well, a Porsche bicycle? A, I was thinking of a base Cayenne.
3: Cayenne. I was
2: thinking of a yeah. Porsche bicycle as one. No, that's, that's high fun factor. Porsche bicycle going yeah. downhill. <laughs> yeah. I mean, every Porsche SUV I've
1: driven has been fun, but I guess a first-gen Cayenne, Cayenne but not is a yeah, not a high number. Yeah, not a high number. Yeah, it'll be fun, exactly. but not a high number. S- speedster. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Cayenne.
1: Yeah but um so yeah a uh, new 1 mile review uh, we'll have fun factor as part of all those um going forward which you know Saturdays at 11am if we stay on schedule um then we have turbo gt 1 mile review as well as an in depth video on that uh Carrera Cup USA we got to drive um a few weeks ago will be coming up in September and um two GT3s that Manny and I drove. That is going to be in the editing stages soon. So a lot coming up in September.
2: Yeah, we also uh, dropped the Works Walkaround video. Yep,
1: Works Walkaround. Yeah, so that's doing pretty well. Uh, I think it's doing got more views in the past uh, week or so um, than the GT3RS yeah. video we dropped recently. Well,
2: basically, if you didn't get to go to Works Reunion, we take you down to, uh, down and around the um, the stage. And then along one of the fairways of uh, the judged cars. So you get to see, uh, you know. Then we finish it up with the corral cars. That was quite a hustle. We had to hustle quick through that. So. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was cool.
1: And I should say, uh, by the time you watch this, the next one mile review is uh, Manny driving a 968 club sport.
4: Okay. Very cool. Yep. I have to give you a shout-out, Damon, that eBreak News has got so much stuff in it these days. <laughs> yeah, almost it, too much. It's like but drinking from a fire hose. But, I mean, it's just yeah. a great – you know everything is all kind of baked into that one email newsletter. So yeah, yeah. head
1: to – if you're not subscribed, you don't have to be a member. Go to pca.org and then um, head to the bottom of the home, homepage and you can sign up for eBreak News. You put your email in first. That doesn't sign you up. Um, you click the button. Then it will take you to a page where you can select which – newsletters or emails you would like to be yeah, sent. Somebody on Facebook asks, how do I find out when the next Tech Tactics Live is?
3: And I said, subscribe to e because we okay. always uh, give mm-hmm. two uh, promos, uh, two weeks' notice before we do the live show. Yeah. Or subscribe to YouTube, yep, and you you'll know. see it on there. And the next one is, uh, so when this comes out, it'll be uh, next Monday. So when you're listening, this Wednesday. So uh, it'll be uh, about the um, Classic Club Coop. A deep dive. Deep, dive, deep dive tell some stories of how it got produced how what it's like to work with porsche give a little history on our uh, on, you know going back to the uh, 73t that we
2: restored um so, yeah, it'll be a good show yeah we've asked before and we'll ask again please in on all the platforms that we produce content for please hit subscribe please like please give us Five stars. Uh, we do read each and every comment. We certainly appreciate it. We even talk about the comments and chuckle, and when it's funny and or you know if we got something wrong, like we I think our last one we kind of lumped somebody in a in a in a uh, a question or a statement, and they clarified it on YouTube. So that was cool. We we loved the interaction. So it was great meeting uh, members. Uh, oh yeah, at yeah. Indie who at came Indy. up.
3: I, I it was more than uh, Monterey. I had people come up saying how much they liked the podcast, and they and they were referencing stuff that was deep into the podcast, so yeah. I thought, you know, they're really listening to the whole they, podcast. They
2: can't fake it because they knew those details. All right. So anything else before we sign off?
3: No. And in fact, they'll probably tell us if they like Pop-Tarts warm, <laughs> toasted. No, I didn't
2: they're say... better it. warm. They they're are better toasted. warm, but they're edible. If you don't have a toaster, you can totally enjoy, still enjoy a podcast. Well, Hot Pockets edible too, but you <laughs> yeah, have to do it. No, 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 not. no. That, that, that's where I draw the line. Oh, so, folks, with I that, thanks for listening. If you aren't currently a PCA member and you own a Porsche, what are you waiting for? Grab that VIN, head over to PCA.org. If you don't have a Porsche, we'll help you find one because we have a test drive program and uh, you can sign up there as well. Remember to follow our podcast, Instagram page, behind the scenes photos and videos, Porsche Club Insider. All one word. You can send us an email message for suggestions, comments, likes, whatever. Podcast at PCA.org. Again, remember to put a comment. Remember to uh, give us a solid rating. We would certainly appreciate that. Until next time, stay safe and we'll catch you down the road.